it's weird how I guess the scope of it changes and, and that kind of makes it a lot smaller but actually the importance is so much bigger. Welcome to the Cricket Scotland podcast and a particularly warm welcome back to the Grange. It's lovely to be back in the uh, the press box here looking out as Scotland begin their training. It's a lovely sunny day. It's a windy and a cold day as well. So summer is definitely here. And I'm delighted to be joined by Cricket Scotland media executive Lizzie Sleet, who is with me today just to talk a little bit more about the situation of media coverage in Scotland. Lizzie, warm welcome back. It's great to see you. Thank you very much. It's great to be back at the Grange. I've forgotten what it feels like to be standing out there in July with freezing cold fingers and <laughs> running nose and the wind and everything. But no, I've not been here for a while. So it's really great to be back to kind of see, you know, all the colleagues and, and the players and things here and things starting to get back to normality. So, yeah, it's great to be here. Thank you. It definitely does feel like a little step towards normality again, doesn't it? It's been a long old, uh, a long old break. Um, you were one of the staff that weren't on furlough, uh, of course. A good many of the Cricket Scotland staff were on furlough during lockdown, but it's been a, a pretty busy time for yourself. Yeah, it has. You know, I mean, normally during an average week, my kind of role is the whole entire spectrum of media and comms anyway. So I'm used to kind of juggling. Okay, Monday we're doing press releases. Tuesday it's content creation. All this different stuff, but. I think for me, lockdown was so much more about kind of PR and crisis communications and stuff. And for me, normally, I love to create and be proactive and, you know, do cool graphics and videos. But actually, this was the time to kind of scale it back and really look at good communication in terms of press releases and information and web pages around coronavirus. So, um, yeah, it was it was lucky in some way that I was still working. I know that some people on furlough really struggle to know you're not be at work and in your routine so I was lucky in one sense to be working but at the same time um you know it threw up many different challenges for me and one of them was just how you know you suddenly change from planning a whole big year around the world cup campaign and all this content you want to create and suddenly you're switched into kind of crisis communications and public relations and stuff so yeah it was a challenge um but we got through it and yeah, I learned a lot, I guess, more so about that side of communications and not so much about, you know, the sexy game day stuff. It was proper, you know, worldwide pandemic level communication. So, yeah, it was it was a challenge, but um, I've learned a lot. So actually, you know, I can take some form of positivity away from it, which is good. Well, as I was saying, we had a, a great chat with with Gary and, and Kazim uh, last week on the podcast uh, about the, the media coverage in in Scotland general of Scottish in general of Scottish cricket. Um, this is your second year in the role. Of course, you came up from from Surrey County Cricket mm-hmm. Club. Um, very very different setup down south though to what you found up here. Oh, uh, so different. I mean, yeah, I, I always say that when I moved from from Surrey up to Scotland, I think the scope of cricket went down in terms of how big it was, but the importance went up. So. You know, yes, I might not be here at a 25,000-seat stadium watching a county T20 game, but actually I'm here watching the women qualify for a World Cup or something. So, yeah, it's, it's weird how, I guess, the scope of it changes and, and that kind of makes it a lot smaller, but actually the importance is so much bigger. That was a huge kind of wake-up call for me coming up here was just the difference in, in cricket and how it's perceived down in Surrey to up in Scotland, you know, in Surrey. There's some similarities, you know, on a weekend in Surrey, you can drive around and, and see cricket being played at many different places. It's the same in Edinburgh. You can watch cricket 
you know, three or four different places in, in one small area. So in some ways it's similar, but in terms of, I guess, the, the media attention and the coverage, it's completely different. It's funny you say that because you're absolutely right. You know, that there's evidence of, of cricket almost in any part of Scotland that you will care to visit, but it's still a game that doesn't have that national imprint that it does down south. Uh, what particular challenges does that present you with from a, from a comms point of view? Yeah, I mean, one thing that I was liking it to down in England, and I think this is seen across the world too, is that, you know, a lot of countries and counties, you know, they can rely on other people creating content for them. They can rely on papers being interested from the get-go. Whereas up here, we kind of have to create our own music in a way and create our own content. And we have to be really proactive in attracting the media and making good connections and good relationships because they're not going to come to us. We have to go to them. And I think that's one thing, you know, I look at, the ECB and their coverage and it's all sort of clips from Sky and you get people like Wisdom covering the game for them you know it's, it's quite tough for us in Scotland that we have to create everything ourselves um, and that's a massive challenge you know I'm just a team of one I do work with a few other people and um, felt the season like yourself Jake but it is just me um, I don't have a budget and I don't have the luxury of on a game day having 24 camera streams with full commentary like you know kind of other countries do so for us we have to kind of make do with what we have. Um, and it's a huge challenge, but I think we work well what we've got to kind of make it the best it can be. Um, but yeah, that, that is definitely one thing that is a struggle sometimes is that, you know, around the world, other countries and, and counties and teams, you know, they can rely on other people. Whereas for us, it very much is creating everything from our podcast to press releases to our videos to graphics, everything, um, paper coverage, TV coverage. We will have to kind of source that ourselves, which is a big sort of challenge, but we do get around it. Yeah, I mean, as we discussed with, with Gary and Shaky the other day, um, the national media, it's a bit of a sort of swings and roundabouts situation. You know, newspaper coverage has gone down. But, I mean, looking out today, we see the STV cameras are here to film the guys uh, as they go back to training. So a particular challenge getting it out there into the national media. Yeah, definitely. But, you know, last year was my first year in post and, you know, we really worked hard to improve that sort of national coverage and we did sort of reap the rewards and we saw that we had more TV features than ever before. Um, we had enhanced sort of domestic and international coverage in newspapers. I think on the whole, you know, that coverage has gone down, but actually last year was actually a really good year for us and we highlighted that in our annual report. So we were on TV, I think it was nine times. And that was from everything from our CEO, Malcolm, at the time, to um, Nick Wilson, our head of participation, um, to Shane Berger, our sort of men's national coach. So actually, we did a really good job last year making sure not only are we getting on TV, but it's the whole sort of scope of Cricket Scotland. It wasn't just our men's national team. It was from our CEO to Nick and the participation game. So we worked really hard. And one thing that I wanted to do was try and, you know, establish good connections. And I think... It's one thing to put a press release out there, but it's another thing to kind of know who your best person's going to be at STV, at BBC, at The Scotsman. So we worked really hard last year and we got the rewards and it was quite a shame that this year we were planning to really capitalise on that new interest that we had found last year and then coronavirus happened. So that's been a bit of a shame and obviously the World Cup's postponed too. So that does also present a bit of a, a block in the coverage we can get because we're not doing so much. So if we had a World Cup, we would anticipate we'd get a lot more kind of media interest. But right now with no games planned and no tournaments in the foreseeable future for us, um, that makes it difficult. But yeah, I think we're in a good place 
way, it's better than I have heard it being in the past in terms of our media coverage. Um, we have to keep banging. We can't sort of think, okay, last year was a good year. That's that. We're now kind of in mainstream media. It doesn't work like that. We have to keep growing on that and keep sort of improving it and keep making key networks and relationships across kind of the media in Scotland and not just TV, not just paper, but kind of everything else as well. Um, so hopefully, you know, the back end of this year, going into next year, we can really drive that forward still. But yeah, we're in quite a good place with our media coverage. It's never going to be what football is, um, but certainly, you know, we're making strides, which is good. And what's been really positive to see as well, especially over lockdown, is the amount of, of new podcasts and, and other content that's been, uh, that's been created as well. Yeah, it's really good. I mean, it was. I remember like thinking when I saw the first couple of podcasts, I was like, "Ah, oh, this is like another thing for me to try and keep an eye out on and, and see what they're talking about." But actually, like now, there's so many that to me that excites me that people are out there and love the game of cricket in Scotland enough to kind of want to put together a podcast. And I really like that. So I think it's amazing how, you know, yes, papers and, and column inches are going down, but actually podcasts and things are on the up. So I think it's great there are so many podcasts out there now. Um, and it means that whether you're like a fan of the domestic game, there's one for you. If you want to know about Cricket Scotland, we have our one. If you want to know about past players, there's ones for those too. So I really yeah, enjoy at the moment the different sorts of podcasts that are out there. And there's content for everyone, which is great. Um, but that was really good for me to see out of lockdown that we did get some new podcasts and there are increased, you know, there is the sort of increased appetite for cricket in Scotland and Scottish cricket at the moment, which is good. Yeah, it's a sign of a really, really healthy game. That's certainly my takeaway from it as well. Um, the amount of, of, of content and as you say, people who want to talk about the game and, and put out things yeah. out there about the game. It's just uh, it's just great to see. So looking forward for yourself. Um, what are the, the priorities in how we grow things here? So yeah, in a normal year, there is so much cricket that it's quite hard to ensure that everything that needs a voice has a voice because we have, you know, in that year 2019, for example, we had the Men's World Cup qualifier, Women's World Cup qualifier, Under-19s World Cup qualifier, plus all the kind of other um, bilateral series and things that we had for our team. So one thing lockdown taught me was that there is really an appetite still for pure domestic grassroots content. And as a governing body, um, it's quite hard to get that balance right sometimes between national team coverage and, you know, actually who you are as a governing body. And a lot of teams have that split. So England cricket and DCB have got two sort of different teams for both of those. Um, so I think my priorities are is trying to make sure that the papers not only know about the women's team and the men's team, but also about cricket and the wee bash and tape ball and all these things that go on. And I think one way to making sure that we do break through into the media is this view that cricket is maybe an elitist sport and it's only played at private schools and things. One way to change that is to show them actually no. This is played in Glasgow, Aberdeen, Inverness, Edinburgh, the borders are everywhere. And as you mentioned, you know, on a weekend, go through most parts of Scotland, you're going to find more than one cricket game going on. So for me, my priority is trying to, I guess, open the community and the media's eyes to what's below the national teams. And, you know, Nick Wilson and her team is so big and they do such a great job around the country promoting cricket. I think we have to talk about that a lot more. And I think in turn, that may, you know, increase the national coverage or it may just you know 
inspire someone to pick up a bat and ball and want to join their local clubs. If me, my priorities are trying to paint us in the best way possible and show that we are a very inclusive, diverse kind of sport. Um, we're not just, you know, donning your whites on a Saturday, playing 40 overs for eight hours, drinking tea and having like a scone, all this kind of stuff. It's not that. It's, you know, just playing a format that suits you. And I think that's what we need to kind of start raving and ranting about is that we do have so many different options and that cricket in Scotland is absolutely thriving. Um, and I think, you know, that's one thing the media might want to know is that actually it's not... Well, people say it's, it's what Scotland's best kept secret or something, you know, and why not make it, you know, something that we're proud of and that cricket in Scotland flourishes. And um, yes, it's always going to be different to how it is south of the border, but I still think that you know, let's start shouting about us and all the great work we do a lot more. Um, so, yeah, that was kind of my priorities, I think, is just trying to make sure that as a whole organisation, we're giving everything, you know, our pathway, regional series, everything, um, the best voice possible with limited resources. Um, but also for me personally, my skills, I really want to try and develop my video skills a lot more, um, trying to create more kind of like multi-platform content and things because the world is moving on and, you know, Yes, papers might have been the way to measure success back then, but now it's about kind of stats and engagement and impressions and who's doing videos and where they're from and that kind of stuff. So I think for me, it's just making sure that I can create the best content possible for you know the message we're trying to give or um, the subject that we're talking about, whatever it may be, is making sure that you know I'm very well versed to kind of you know give that that program and and that kind of content the best sort of reach it can get, I guess. Yeah, and a huge part of the visibility is is streaming, um, of course, which is something that's coming increasingly over the years. We see uh, a number of of boards around the world really make excellent use of streaming, and it's something that that we've done with the regional series as well. What are the the future plans to to expand that? Yeah, so um, we have signed this year a contract with Interact Sports. Um, and they are going to become our digital platform provider, kind of mainly for player registration and things. As part of that, we get the streaming service as well. Um, you know, and yeah, I guess it comes back to a lot, of, a lot of other countries and things, you know, get all these great broadcast deals and they can kind of rely on Sky or CNN or Fox, whatever it kind of is to kind of, you know, get the games on TV for them. Whereas for us, again, it kind of comes in-house. So streaming for us, I think last year we tried to kind of test the water and it wasn't always the best kind of quality, but it was just a feeder to kind of see, okay, what's the interest in if we are streaming a regional game or the Scottish Cup final or a men or women's game, you know, what is kind of the uptake going to be? And I think using last year's stats, we can see the big appetite for that. And, you know, we always get questions around international games or where can I watch it on TV or who's going to be showing it. But if we can kind of show that in-house um, to a good standard, then amazing, let's do that. And I think streaming is just another sort of piece of that puzzle that we have to get really good at, I think, in this day and age. And, yeah, we've kind of flirted with it before and we had a really good stream at the Grange last summer for the Sri Lanka and Afghanistan series um, by QTV. So that was really good. But I think making sure that we are all trained up in it so that no matter what it is, whether it's the Wee Bash final or whether it is, yeah, a regional series or something, that we kind of have this tech and this equipment that we can go out there and stream all these games um, and try and increase our visibility across kind of Scotland. So, yeah, it'll be good to have a streaming provider in place um, with Interact Sport that kind of, you know, whatever game it is, we can get that out there on our YouTube, on our Facebook. And the stats from last year were incredible. Um, so hopefully this year we can, or next year, whenever we get some cricket, um, we can kind of improve on those stats. Yeah, excellent. And beyond that, what are the what are the hopes? Where would you like 
us all to be in, say, five years' time. We know on the field what the ambition is, but what about <laughs> off the field as well? Yeah, so I think we just want to kind of, you know, associate cricket is tough and it seems to always be them and us. And, you know, you only have to look at the ODI Super League being on Sky Sports. I think it was yesterday, them trying to explain it and they say things like, oh, why don't you do it by just the rankings or the top X amount of teams? I think we want to really try and show the world, Scotland, whoever it is, that cricket exists outside that top 10 and not even just on the international stage. I'm talking grassroots too. I'm talking the women and girls game, um, disability game, the community game, all this kind of stuff that exists in Scotland and it's thriving. Um, But yeah, definitely on the field, I guess we want the men and women to be at more global events. Um, We know that's a huge tool to inspire next generation to come through is by watching kind of Scotland on a global stage. Um, full membership obviously unlocks you know a lot of perks and more funding for us to really allow the game to thrive even more um, I think for us you know our social media is in quite a good place I'd like to bring up kind of maybe our more YouTube account a bit more and try and work on that um, but that will come alongside the video and stuff but I think as an organisation definitely trying to get our teams out there at global events but also just keep growing and keep offering more programmes and you know keep enjoying the number of women and girls that are playing the game and youngsters that are playing the game and all these different things I think for us the sky's the limit um, we've got a really good team that are also passionate about cricket in Scotland and wanting to grow the game and, and stuff so yeah I think I hope that we kind of continue as we have been the past few years going on this upward trajectory um, but yeah well, Lizzie, it's always great to speak to you, um, especially not through a computer screen, which is how it's <laughs> yeah. been for the last four months You're or so. You're not pixelated, Jake. It's <laughs> weird. I can see you in HD. <laughs> That's really, it's really not a good thing. Uh, <laughs> thanks once again for joining me. And that's it for another Cricket Scotland podcast. I will be back very soon. But until then, take care and I'll see you then. <laughs>